You are listening to the Converge Media Network, uplifting our voices. Loyalty's my favorite characteristic of God, but finding it in it is hard. It's like trying to find God. You're the only one in your camp with cheese. You pay for everything they eat. Man, that insecurity is deep. Now I ain't said no names. These are just theories if you hear me, baby. It's home. You must admit it's kind of eerie, baby. Like them chemtrails in the sky. There we go. Grand rising, everybody. Welcome to the takeover. I'm your co-host, Trey Holiday, And you all know this is day two for us, the whole Converge Media team here at the Waterfront Park at Pier 62. I'm excited because I got my guy, Big O, in the building. We are doing it once again. What up, Big O? Yo, yo, what's up? What's up? Hey, before I say anything, big shout outs to Bronx Dead Eyes. You know what I'm saying? Our guy, Francisco, yeah. on, on that, man, that intro edit is hard. It's so it? fire. It's so uh, fire. I yeah. love it. I'm wondering how come I ain't making it in there. Uh, well, <laughs> <laughs> I, I must not, I must not have caught the director's eye. This, this, you, know, you know what it takes to get you on camera, man. You talked about it yesterday. We're glad you're on camera. Yeah, man. I'm very happy to be here. Day number two of the takeover. We're here today and as well tomorrow. And tomorrow, is the uh pre-game pre-funk right here on the pier as we get to pre-funking before the swing man classic and speaking of that we're very happy to have del matthews from major league baseball in the building gonna talk a little swing man today oh i'm glad because you know people are getting pumped man this is hbcu coming to the pnw it's going and popping yeah look look at that nice picture of <laughs> del right there huh Nice. Okay. <laughs> <Sooner> than booted. <laughs> oh man. You know, and then we we've also we've got Stephanie Johnson Tolliver. My girl SJT in the building. Exactly. And we've got Dave Eskenazi. And I'm talking about like this is you know when they say when when crews connect, when crews link up, this is when historians link up. So they're gonna have a great conversation, Stephanie and Dave. And man, they're gonna be talking about baseball here in the Pacific Northwest and also Man, the the history of black baseball here in the Pacific Northwest is all. So, you know, we've got two encompassing conversations with, like, man, really two experts. Yeah, this is going to be exciting because, you know, for me, I get to learn so much in those moments. Oh, there's a lot I don't know. So I get excited about all the lessons and knowledge I'm going to be able to download. Yeah, no, good stuff. Speaking of knowledge and download, this is your foray here into that Green Path app. Here we go. Excuse me. Um, we we've been following um, restaurants that are on the Green Path. We I think we have an overlay for it. Green Path app is an app visit Seattle, um, Major League Baseball, All Star, the Mariners. Everybody's come together. At visit Seattle.org forward slash MLB dash all dash star. Oh, he's got a motion graphic on it nice. now too. And a Green Path app, you get a lot of different restaurants and and places that you can walk in downtown Seattle. And we want to encourage people to be intentional about you know spending some quaint at uh at some of our local restaurants. We know that the the big entities they do it well. They they know how to just you know. <laughs> get all the bread but so we want to make sure and highlight smaller businesses and we found one that's right over in pike place market and you know everybody in seattle is always talking about how they got the best taco (laughs) (laughs) right and there's always these conversations about the taco 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 now we were fortunate enough to visit a restaurant called maize and it's right there in pike place um and here's what we found 
Welcome to Maïs. We are Seattle's first Nixta Mall tortilla shop. We're making our own fresh masa or corn dough every single day in the Mexican tradition of Nixta Mall. Goes back 4,000 years or more, um, but we're always using heirloom Mexican corn grown by community farms in order to promote that ancestral product. So we really focus our menu around sourcing all of our raw ingredients from Mexico. So the coffee that you enjoyed is house roasted espresso from Chiapas that my boss actually does himself over in our Ballard Roastery. All of the corn that we get, again, comes from community farms. We're always trying to promote the different varieties of Mexican corn. There's more than 60 different uh, types of unique individual types of corn that grow wildly and organically in Mexico. And so we're really trying to promote those. Uh, the best tamales in town, you can get great taco plates, tostadas, uh, and they, yeah, that full espresso bar as well. It's all milled fresh every single day by our team. Ne we don't ever dry the corn or anything like that, so it's really, really fresh. You can really taste the difference, as well as just the love that these people put into their cuisine. Uh, it's a family of chefs, a family with a lot of passion. Uh, they're a real pleasure to work for. We opened up here in November of 2001. The ownership team are a family from uh, Baja, California, Ensenada. They originally opened a restaurant in Ballard called Sazon a little over five years ago. Um, and in the operations of a taco truck at the same time, they found that the store-bought industrial corn tortillas they were working with were so subpar because they had so many preservatives in it. It lacked flavor. It used genetically modified American corn. And from their experience growing up in Mexico, they knew that there was a substantially better product available on the market. So they said, why not us? Why not be the ones to introduce Nixtamal to Seattle? They saw an opportunity to, to share a little bit of their culture and heritage, um, which I think everybody in the city is grateful for. The husband and wife that own the restaurant, they love to travel to different towns in Mexico and promote different artists. And so they found a Talavera tile artist, which is the style that we have here in Puebla, but thousands of individual pieces, not only to outfit this location, but as well as our 6th Avenue location in Belltown. Uh, with a vibrant, beautiful, hand-painted uh, texture, they installed it all themselves as well. Um, and that's just another piece that I really appreciate about the team. Um, they're very invested in what they're doing. Seattle is definitely known for, for coffee. As a Seattleite, I know nothing goes better with a fresh cup of coffee than a nice tamal in the morning. Come by, get Seattle's best tamal while you're at it. We do some chilaquiles. It's not on the menu always. You kind of have to know somebody sometimes, so you can always feel free to ask somebody. We'll hook you up. Mice is excited to be part of the Greenbelt app. The whole community of Seattle representing for the, the team here. We're really excited. Pike Place Market has been here over 100 years. It's really the heartbeat of the city. Uh, it's producer driven. All of the vendors that you see in this market are the owners and the operators as well. So it's a good opportunity to actually meet the person who runs the business, who grows your produce, who makes your meal. Uh, it's unique in that respect, and it's something that a lot, all of us Seattleites take a lot of pride. Come on through to Maiz Antojitos in Pike Place Market, best Mexican food in Seattle, bar none, fresh corn tortillas, freshly made every single day. Yeah, count in, man. Yeah, there we go. Wow. <laughs> Maiz, huh? Yeah, so I'm going to tell you, one benefit of being on the production crew <clears throat> is that we get to eat everything. Oh. And so the food there in my East is fire. And I can, I can say this. I haven't gone to enough specialty, like, you know, uh, Mexican restaurants to be able to, like, rate, like, oh, this is whatever. But I can tell you this. It was bomb. It, man, it was fire. Uh, see, well, <laughs> I have been to a lot of them, so I might have to go check out my ease and give you a lowdown yeah. on how it rates against some of our greats. Yeah, and we, man, we need to find where's where's who's 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 managing the hospitality rider over here. 
Is 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 that that's Brit or is that Angela or somebody? <laughs> because we see now they have a thing. You said it's nothing better than tamales and coffee, coffee. in the morning. Yeah. So now now we got to see if we can get our writer amended for tomorrow. Yeah, get some tamales. <laughs> and see in if here. we can get some tamales from my ease. Uh, you know what I'm saying up in here, man. But but before we move on, we get into this commercial break and uh, we bring Dell out and just wanted to. Uh, when I see you got the baseball band borders hat on this morning. I do represent, you know, I'm excited because they really do represent something that is necessary when we talk about baseball and access, particularly for young uh, baseball players um, that are from the global majority. And just uh, looking at the cost of even trying to get my son enrolled, I'm like, whoo, yes. it's hefty. So just shout out to Baseball well, Beyond Borders for the work they do. All right. So quick one, two here. We good back there, Mr. Director? You good? Oh, okay. You know, I thought he might have had the tamale earlier without the coffee. Fell asleep. Okay, we're good. <laughs> you know, I mean, we have fun on the set. You know what I'm saying? It's like sometimes people are so, you know, uptight. It's all good, man. They, you, these are our people from way back. Of course. You know, but speaking of baseball beyond borders, one of the things we talk about in the efforts to revive baseball in the inner city, RBI, you know, not only, but especially the our focus, man, is that the black kids all across America have been priced out of baseball. We have to remember that this this last World Series was the first World Series in 70 years that there wasn't a black player, black American born player on either team. This is a sport that just generations ago, this was a sport that we love so much as a people because you know why? Baseball is the only sport that black people ever owned. That's right. We you talk see what about I'm it saying? A lot. And every Sunday, all across there, man, you know what I'm saying? You find these these stadiums full, right? And as as things in America has changed, I think that black people's position around baseball has changed, and also the economics and the access to the game has changed. So there's a few different dynamics at play right now with baseball, especially when you're talking about the black community, is one, how do we tap into that love of the game that we as a community once had? But then also, two, how do we remove the barriers and the financial barriers of access to get young people playing the game again? And so it's a heavy lift. And, you know, organizations like Baseball Beyond Borders and their partner organizations and RBI across America and then the different programs. And even what we're talking about today here with the Swingman Classic is something, of course, they're going to uplift and highlight the players but I, I also ignite that spark in young people, get them excited about baseball. Well, one of the great things about Swingman Classic is exactly that. Like young folks will be able to see themselves in the game and dominating. I mean, that's why I'm bringing both of my sons tomorrow night. We will be there because mm -hmm. I really want them to be able to have that exposure to seeing some great black players all over from eight different HBCUs playing in this game tomorrow. That's going to be exciting and huge. Yeah, I think another thing is, too, is that we, we told uh, the MLB people early on was like, yo, this is an, an event that's excitable for our community. Yeah. You, you you get what I'm saying? It's like, yo, I mean, a lot of people, ain't nobody. The best thing is a part of that has to do with the ticket price. It's affordable. Not one person, not even my mama asked for a free ticket. Every single person I know it's like, yo, where do I go to buy tickets? That's right. And I mean, people hit us up for free tickets for things all the time, whether it's sporting events or whether it's something at STG Presents or, you know, Fifth Avenue Theater or whatever it is. We constantly get requests of who has free tickets. I didn't get one request for no free ticket because it's a sense of pride with people. It's a sense of pride. Like, man, I'm paying to go 
and uplift these historically black colleges, these players in this situation. It's a sense of pride that's there. That's why I told us, hey, man, we guys early on, I said, ah, you don't understand. I said, if we activate people in the right way, the ones that will sit there, they'll take a sense of pride and say, I bought my ticket. I bought my ticket to the Swingman Classic. I see Stephanie Johnson Tolliver over there raising the hand with the amen, because that's something that we talked about months ago. We said, if you give us something that we can be proud of in our community, you ain't going to find nobody begging. No, you're not. And another thing, too, is what's so exciting about this, oh, is that it is a time for family to come out together. This is an amazing historic event. The first time ever doing this. So I'm sure there will be plenty of people saving those tickets for their scrapbooks and tell their kids about this day. It's historic. Yeah, historic it is. And man, we're going to take a quick break right now. But when we come back, do, 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 look at suited and booted. Dell Matthews, Major League Baseball Vice President of Baseball Development. That's a big, a big title over there, Dell. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I ain't no Dell was such a big dog. You know, I was like, hey, it's the homie Dell. Now I got to sit up straight in my chair. We're going to take a quick break. You're watching the takeover. Big Tobacco thinks they know everything. They think they know you, your community, the places you go, the way that you spend your time. They think they got you all figured out, down to a formula, a calculation based off of numbers of what they think they know. Show them they're wrong. Learn more at theythinktheyknowyou.org. Hey, I'm Basil Gordon. You may have heard my voice on Hits 106.1 or seen me on Converge Media, but now I'm coming to TV. I'm hosting the newest show on Fox 13 called Back to Basa. Check us out every weekend for the hottest topics, interviews, the latest trends, and uplifting stories. We're going to have so much fun, and teens, we got you too. Back to Basa, Saturday nights, 10.30 on Fox 13, and Sundays at 10 a.m. on Fox 13 Plus. One in every 500 African-Americans in the U.S. suffers from sickle cell disease. One in three African-American blood donors is a match for patients with sickle cell. One appointment to donate blood with the American Red Cross can help save a life. Will you be that one? Visit redcrossblood.org slash ourblood today to schedule an appointment at a location near you. Hi, I'm Basa Gordon from Converge Media, Hits 106.1, and back to Basa on Fox 13. And I'm Buki Gates from Baseball Beyond Borders. And we are here at T-Mobile Park, where on July 7th, they will host the very first ever HBCU Swingman Classic. That's right, Basa. Ken Griffey Jr., the kid, has rounded up 50 of the very best ball players from HBCUs from all across the country, from schools like Jackson State, Grambling, Southern, FAMU, North Carolina a Alabama State, and many more. It's literally the All-Star Game before the All-Star Game, right? Exactly. And the fact that the very first HBCU Swingman Classic is happening right here in the Emerald City is a big deal. A big deal indeed. And it sounds like a whole lot of black college homecoming vibes. You already know what it is. Don't miss out on this historic opportunity to see the very best of the best black college baseball players right here at T-Mobile Park on July 7th. Tickets are on sale now at allstargame.com. See you there. The new COVID-19 updated booster provides the best protection available right now. So don't wait. 
Stay safe this summer and get your updated booster today. To find a free vaccine provider near you, go to kingcounty.gov forward slash vaccine. All right, welcome back to the takeover, and man, we're joined right now by a big dog. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm talking about my man Dell Matthews from Major League Baseball. How are you, Dell? I'm doing great. It's great to be in Seattle, uh, just taking in the sights and being here for the All Star Game this week, hosting the HBCU Swingman Classic. Uh, couldn't be better. So I'm outstanding. All right. So, you know, Mara is cracking the whip over here. She said we got 11 minutes. So okay, I, I, okay. I ain't going to small talk you to death. We'll get right into it. But yeah. I will say this before that is that uh, Dell and, and your colleagues, at least in my interactions with you, I can say you guys have been very intentional. You know what I'm saying? In your efforts here, one around around the game itself, of course, but then also two and in trying to include as many different people and organizations and voices and it isn't this isn't sometimes big organizations. They just kind of throw some gimme stuff out to communities, you know, you know, so they could check a box. Yeah. And the best thing is about the Swingman Classic is that it's not a box checked. And I say all that to now pass it over to you so you can tell us more about the Swingman Classic. Yeah, well, I really appreciate that. And it, it starts with uh, our leadership starts at the top. And uh, really with the people that are, are put in positions to activate. Um, and so when you have representatives of the community, we're able to dig in, uh, no pun intended, and, and do uh, the work um, for the community and represent the right way. Uh, King Griffey Jr. really started with this whole idea. And uh, he said, hey, what, what better way to bring uh, black baseball to Seattle than to host an HBCU All-Star game? And so... Um, he's had a lot of tremendous ideas uh, over the years, and I think most people know him for his athletic prowess on the field as a Hall of Famer, one of the greatest evers. But off the field, what he's done uh, with coming up with retiring 42 throughout baseball, uh, his swingman uh, legacy, if you will, with apparel and, and shoes, and now with the HBCU Swingman Classic, um, pretty tremendous uh, pillars, if you will, foundations uh, for building upon. And I'm just uh, excited that he's uh, allowed us to, uh, to be a part of the event, honored to um, take part of it, having gone to an HBCU, played college baseball, and uh, just excited uh, with what we're going to get a chance to see this weekend. Uh, passionate, uh, the culture of HBCU baseball, the sounds of HBCU baseball. And uh, we get to see it live on MLB Network and uh, just thrilled um, with everybody that's been involved. You don't pull something off like this without a lot of different people. And uh, we've worked through our Youth Development Foundation and uh, the Major, Major League Baseball, Major League Baseball Players Association, and um, you know all of our, our entities. And uh, we're just excited to, uh, to come to Seattle and, and enjoy uh, what the Swingman does. Man, you know, I was on the the Mariners had me on in last week on on Friday, so I was there during the third inning, and was able to talk about about Swingman, and I, and I was on actually on Cairo earlier in the day, and one question on on both both networks that they asked me was Omari, what does this opportunity mean to the players? So I, I'll pose that to you. Yeah, and the Mariners have been tremendous as well. I you know. Um, it's huge. I mean, it's 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 huge. I mean, it's hard to really put into words uh, when you get a chance to one come to a, a major league city, uh, but two uh, to be able to play on the field uh, at a jewel event at the All Star Game. 
uh, to take part in that. I mean, that's a it's a once in a lifetime opportunity. And to have the exposure uh, of what All Star brings to a city, uh, to be in a big league hotel, to be treated uh, like a major leaguer and to play on that field, to put on the uniform, to be in the locker room, to rub elbows with some of the major league legends, some of the Hall of Famers, the greats, and then the All Stars that are coming to Seattle. Um, what a great experience if you're a college kid and, and inspiration um, that goes beyond the game. And I think it's something that will be uh, memorable for each and every one of those young men uh, and their families um, and something that they'll, they'll never forget and cherish uh, for a lifetime as lovers of the game of baseball. Yeah, big facts. You know, and one, one of the things I mentioned as well is, you, you know, I went to HBCU as well. Right. And. I mean, man, we, we never had the best of anything, you know, it, compared to other schools. A lot of stuff was substandard in every aspect, from equipment to, to the field, to travel, to everything else. And one of the things that, that, I, that I brought up was that making it here and running out of that tunnel on the T-Mobile Park is an affirmation of that hard road and sticking with baseball because baseball, no matter what is, especially in our black community is one of the hardest sports to be able to stick with for your people to find, you know, the funds for you to be able to continue to play and all these other kind of things. And so I could just imagine running out that tunnel and somebody doing a rewind of their life. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. all the things that commitment of staying there and, and how this, the swingman classic is a reaffirmation of that effort. Yeah, I think it's a great point you make. It definitely reaffirms, I think, the hard work. Uh, ha having gone to an HBCU, I think there's always a little chip on your shoulder in, in, in terms of um, your success and wanting to achieve and, and, and to excel. And so you're right. Uh, the facilities are, are underfunded. Um, they're not the, the best facilities. Everything's not state of the art. Um, but, uh, you know, you still find a way. And, and the passion and the love for the game uh, is why you play it. And being a student athlete, you're going to school, you're getting an education as well. And a lot of pride comes with getting your education from that HBCU. Uh, but to now to have this uh, this cherry on top of that, where you've played uh, at your college, you've had a great college season, and now to be invited to the All-Star Game, where you come to the best facilities, where you come to a major league city, uh, where you're able to talk with major leaguers and former major leaguers, I mean, that uh, if that's not a carrot uh, to want to go play uh, at an HBCU, uh, I don't know what is. And I think that's part of what uh, Ken Griffey Jr. wanted to do. He wanted to say, you know what, HBCU baseball, there's a place for us. And uh, you can not everybody gets a chance to play at a power five or SEC school. Um, and so you can definitely go to an HBCU. Uh, and still have success and still have an opportunity to do something like that. And I think this is uh, what he has brought to the table. And so now you'll have hundreds, if not thousands of kids that will see this game on TV and say, you know what? I never thought about playing in an HBCU. Let me let me see what that might be like. Maybe I'll go to a game or maybe I'll research the, the history of a Southern University or a Florida A&M and see that they have Hall of Famers that have played Major League Baseballs from some of those schools. And if they can do it, then I can do it. And so uh, that's what this is about. This is about opportunity. Uh, this is about uh, creating a stage and a platform uh, for these kids to shine. And uh, I'm just so proud to be to play a small part in it, um, but to really uh, pass this on to the next generation because that's what baseball is about. It's about passing it on 
uh, to the next generation. And, and certainly Ken Griffey Jr., that's what he's doing and uh, couldn't be doing it in a better way. All right. Last question. I know you on the clock. You got to get out of here. Mars over tapping the wrist. Uh, <laughs> what do you want uh, our community? You know, when I say our community, I mean like Seattle's black community, but also the city as a, in a whole to be able to take away from the Swingman Classic. Yeah, I was I was thinking about that on the way over. And uh, this is actually I don't, you, you may not know this, Omar. It's a little bit of a homecoming for me. My dad played for the Mariners. Uh, Gary Matthews in 1987. And so for me to be able to come back to uh, this city, uh, this was where his first all-star game was in 1980 when he made the all-star team. He played uh, here in Seattle. And so uh, to come back to Seattle um, and experience the HBCU Swingman Classic, I think it's great for the community. I think it's great for the city of Seattle. All the all-star events that we have going on this week, the home run derby, the, the all-star game, uh, we have play ball park that's going on. I mean, there's a lot. Uh, Major League Baseball has grown a lot in the last, you know, 20, 30 years. And we get to sp to display uh, all of our youth initiatives that we're involved with. Uh, we get to display the best players in the game and uh, we get to display some great events, a great environment and atmosphere here in Seattle uh, with the Mariners hosting us. And uh, we're just so proud to, to be here. The Mariners have been uh, great to work with and uh, it really starts with their leadership. Uh, and their team president. And so um, we're just uh, we're excited. And really what we want uh, fans to do is come out to the ballpark, enjoy uh, the festivities and really uh, continue that love and that passion for the game and uh, come out and make some memories with their families, with their with their children uh, around the game. And, and hopefully we're, we're creating some lifelong fans uh, that will continue um, to enjoy baseball for a lifetime. Fantastic, man. And all, all the while, uh, continuing that mission of reviving baseball in the inner cities and inspiring young people, you know what I'm saying, to fall in love with this game. They said, that's so dope, man. I, you yeah. know what I'm saying? And I, and I didn't know. And, and congratulations for you, this special homecoming, this special moment for you. Yeah, no doubt. And, uh, you know, again, uh, baseball is a generational sport. We continue to uh, pay it back. Uh, but we continue to be inspired uh, by those that came before us. And Seattle has a lot of great uh, alumni uh, that have come before us and uh, just so proud to, to be here and to celebrate uh, baseball in this fantastic city. All right. There it is. My man, Del Matthews in the building. You know what I'm saying? I know we're going to be chopping it up tomorrow no doubt. at the at the Swingman Classic. And speaking of great history, man, we got a, a great segment coming up next. We got Stephanie Johnson, Tolliver, and Dave Eskenazi. I mean, we're talking baseball history right here in Seattle. We're going to take a quick break. You're watching The Takeover. Hi, my name is Ken Salisbury, and I'm a proud alumnus of Elizabeth City State University and a member of Phi Beta Sigma Fraternity. And hello, my name is Jacqueline Howard, a proud alumnus of Duke University and a member of Alpha Kappa Alpha Sorority Incorporated. Hi, my name is Curtis Delgado II, a proud alumnus of the Hampton University and a proud member of the Gamma Epsilon Chapter of Remains South Fraternity. And hi, my name is Angela Booker, a proud alum of Alabama Agricultural and Mechanical University and a member of Sigma Gamma Rho Sorority Incorporated. 
We are here today with our Divine Nine family to tell you about a home run opportunity for high school students in the Seattle area looking to attend an HBCU in the future. And I am talking about the HBCU College Fair happening Friday, July 7th at T-Mobile Park, where college recruiters and representatives from Howard University, Ramblin', Tuskegee, Morehouse, Florida A&M, Southern University, Langston, and my alma mater, Elizabeth City State University, the Alabama Agricultural Mechanical University, and Perry View A&M. We'll all be in the building to answer all of your questions about these prestigious universities, as well as give you applications and further information. The HBCU College Fair kicks off a few hours before the HBCU Swingman Classic, presented by Ken Griffey Jr. at 7 p.m., where 50 of the best black college baseball players in America will take to the field for an all-star game under the bright lights in T-Mobile Park. This is truly a doubleheader you don't want to miss. Black College Fair and the HBCU Swing Band Classic. Friday, July 7th at 5 p.m. Followed by the HBCU Swing Band Classic at 7 p.m. And we are capping off the night with the fireworks show. Tickets to the HBCU Swing Band Classic are only $10 and include a college fair and are available at allstargame.com. The HBCU Fair is powered by the United Negro College Fund, the Major League Baseball Players Association, and the Major League Baseball Youth Development Foundation. I have a dream. That's what Dr. King said. Have gives hope, doesn't it? Because the dream didn't die with Dr. King. It's still here as long as we're here, as long as they're here. This thing started with the dream, a vision, a little ambition, anticipating what was possible in the midst of improbable. How do we get our team through the South? We're going to talk about what happened here in 1964. This city was an ugly place to be. I need you on the battlefield, making sure that one day and one day soon, by the time they're our age, we can all say, tell all lives matter, and it be the truth. Welcome back, everyone, to the takeover. You see it right there. We are here live at Waterfront Park at Pier 62. I'm your co-host, Trey Holiday, And joining me right now is Miss Stephanie Johnson Tolliver. Hello. Hi. I love it here on the pier. Oh, and beautiful. such a beautiful day to be out here. We are oh, here day two for the takeover. But I'm excited because when we talk about baseball, there's a huge history of baseball that you know so much about. What are some of those highlights, SJT, when we talk about the history of baseball right here in Seattle? Yeah, well, Seattle has a very rich history of baseball and um, really generated and out of Garfield Park, you know, so adjacent to Garfield High School um, back in the 19, late 20s, 30s, and 40s, and then into Little League when my kids were playing Little League at Garfield Park. I mean, it was a hot spot. But even prior to that, um, Rosalind Washington, and I hope Dave and I'll get a chance to talk about that, is um, all of the great players, the black players, the history that was created out of uh, Rosalind Washington. 
Well, I am going to step away so you can have a deeper conversation with Dave. But as always, I had to thank you for being here and bringing your history knowledge to such an iconic moment because the Swingman Classic tomorrow is going to be huge and another something that we can add into the history books. As I step aside and introduce David, you tell us about your excitement, excitement for Swingman Classic tomorrow. Okay, yeah, I am truly excited about it. I've been waiting for this to happen for weeks. So um, tomorrow is the the day. Hi, Dave. Hello. <laughs> Happy to be here. Yes, I. You know, I really thought that there was going to be some sort of engagement here, some conversation with um, Trayana, but um, here we go. Right. Um, you bet. You too. I always felt like I'm kind of the the yin to your yang or the reverse, because you're the guy that has this really rich, deep history of um, the stats of players, their um, their abilities on the field, where I am all about, I am all about the storytelling, sure. you know, and, and the stories behind the players. So um, I want to hear what you have to say about those players, those early players. Well, and, and I'm standing on the backs of, giants that have done the research and uncovered the information about black baseball history in Seattle. Um, even going as far back as Esther Hall Mumford's book in Seattle's Black Victorians, where yes. she found a black baseball team in Seattle in 1890, when the black population was mm -hmm. 300 or so. Yeah, and it's right. just part of a continuum and it's culminating in this HBCU classic being here, which is spectacular. Um, but you had early black baseball teams uh, after the turn of the 20th century, the Seattle Gophers, the Keystone yes. Giants, the Queen City All-Stars, the Seattle Royal Giants, all these great teams that were sponsored by local black business owners and played all around the city, around the state, mm -hmm. up into Canada, and just a tremendous amount, a great amount of great baseball here. And that's just part of the story. Right. The um, the East Side Athletics, um, who were an early team, too. You mentioned the Gophers. So 1911. Right. Um, they played at Woodland Park. Correct. Um, there's a great photo that we hold at the Black Heritage Society that shows them as a team. They look scrappy. Oh, okay? absolutely. But um, the East Side um, Athletics eventually became the Carver athletics and my connection there is that my grandfather uh, coached or he managed the east side team before al pierre right um who was a huge musician here in seattle right. um took over the team and they became the carver athletics right. in about i don't know mid 1940s right so and joe staten senior oh, was a star God. on that team oh yeah. he played for the seattle royal giants mm -hmm. and uh, his son joe jr was greatly involved in rbi here with the mariners with with his teammate and best friend billy north three-time oh, world I series know. champion so there's a tremendous amount of uh baseball history from diverse communities right and i feel like um uh, those players who came out of garfield you know, some of those players, um, even Powell Barnett's um, son, Doug Barnett, Doug, right, yeah. um, played um, on the team. I believe, was he Royal Giants or? He was Royal Giants. Mm -hmm. He started the Umpires Association in yeah. the state here, the 
Black Musicians Union. He was like Joe Staten Sr. He was a renaissance man. He, yeah. he did everything. They were amazing. Well, that's what yeah. I really loved about um, Black baseball here in Seattle and, and early on is the intersection between the, the teams, the players, and then owners and people who sponsored the team. So the sponsors were these businessmen, right? right? Some of them maybe on the up and uh, up and maybe a little under the table, yeah. but they were supporting the teams um, with their names and jerseys. I know these these players didn't always get paid, but they were supported with equipment and encouraged on the field and absolutely loved by community. Oftentimes, their only and best option were like a, a Doc Hamilton or oh, Noodle yeah. Smith, who yeah. were nightclub owners, and yes. they had the the means to be able to support the support the teams mm -hmm. and uh, sponsor them and just the the sense of community building that's been present for over a hundred years that's here. Right, they had the dough. Yeah, they had the dough to make it happen, and um, that leads me when you say um, Noodle Smith. Well, his buddy Bruce Rowell, right. right, was the manager of the Owls team, the women, right? right? So um, women in baseball. And I know I've talked to you about that before, too, how I absolutely love the history of the Owls, who were uh, women's softball um, state champions, 1938, and then city champions, 1939, uh, playing that state championship game at Six Stadium. Incredible. Remember Six Stadium? Absolutely. <laughs> that was a, a great spot. I learned to drive in that stadium, that parking lot. I did, too. Yeah. Oh, well, there you go. We have something in common, yeah. more in Indeed. common. But um, the Owls were a really fabulous team. Um, I don't think there was anyone who um, did not respect their play. They were women who came together. Some of their brothers were on baseball teams. And these women, um, most of them were at Garfield and or Roosevelt High School. And the more I dig into their history... Um, it does leave me with a few, uh, few more questions than than answers. Sure. So I'm really curious about it. And I hope that, you know, our conversation today will um, create that curiosity yeah. for people to, to dig deep into baseball history. And thanks to you and the Black Heritage Society, we have great visual representations of the Seattle Owls on the walls at Steelhead. Steelhead's Alley for everybody to see. So, yeah, there's there is that. Yeah, thanks, Dave. That's for, wonderful. For mentioning that. And you mentioned Bruce Rowell managing the mm -hmm. Seattle Owls. He also was listed as one of the owners of the Seattle Steelheads. Yes, he was. Who were, uh, you know, the franchise for the West Coast Negro Baseball Association, the first pro black baseball team. Short-lived, but <laughs> legendary. I, I know. Did we have one summer? Maybe. Had a month one, and a half. Had a month and a right. half. Well, that's about a summer in Seattle. Yeah, indeed. I mean, come on. Indeed. You know, so... Um, yeah, I love that connection and the connectedness, you know, in community. And really, that's what baseball is all about. Earlier, Dale and um, Omari were talking about that connection in community and how baseball and how I saw uh, my boys even in Little League, how it inspired them to be better boys, be better uh, people in terms of um, uh, sportsmanship. Um, improve their self-esteem. So the game goes way beyond just your skill and your athleticism. 
it's it's community building and just learning to be a, a, a better person in the world. Mm-hmm. Just uh, teamwork mm-hmm. makes the dream work for sure. There you go. Yeah. You know, yeah, it's just um, a beautiful game. And we're here and all excited about Swing Man. I can't wait and hope to meet some of those players. Right. Um, encourage them. Talk about, you know, the history of our baseball and, um, you know, um, cheer them on tomorrow evening seven o'clock it's gonna be fantastic right um a little bit of a pre-game though right at steelheads mm-hmm. um i don't know about you i'm gonna try to be there i'm gonna try to beat that crowd right and be down at steelheads alley yeah. um for the pre-game yeah. and there's also this other excitement you know outside of um, this space but at the museum of history and industry you have uh, an exhibition there. Right. Just just this past Saturday, it opened to the public and it's Baseball All-Stars. And it's a compact but very, very dynamic display of Baseball All-Stars and baseball history, not just Seattle, but internationally. And so we've got pre-Mariners baseball history. We have Mariners history. And then in the central display, You have game-worn jerseys and bats and other artifacts from five of the greatest and most iconic players in the history of the game. You've got Willie Mays, who, for my money, is the greatest all-around baseball player of all time. Mm -hmm. You've got Roberto Clemente, the great one, Sandy Koufax, Ted Williams, and O. Babe Ruth as well. You know what? It's so hard to have a favorite one of those and i think it's really great that all that memorabilia is behind glass right (laughs) because you know um i know i want to get close and touch it so um thanks for this chat dave this has been really great i know we have a a a lot to talk about on baseball so here and away from the mic so i really appreciating converge for inviting us down always a pleasure to hang out with you stephanie no doubt dave i know All right, thank you. I have a dream. That's what Dr. King said. Have gives hope, doesn't it? Because the dream didn't die with Dr. King. It's still here as long as we're here, as long as they're here. This thing started with the dream, a vision, a little ambition, anticipating what was possible in the midst of improbable. How do we get our team to the South? We're going to talk about what happened here in 1964. This city was an ugly place to be. I need you on the battlefield making sure that one day and one day soon, by the time they are our age, we can all say, tell all lives matter, and it be the truth. Our God is marching on. Glory, hallelujah. I'm Basil Gordon. You may have heard my voice on Hit 106.1 or seen me on Converge Media, but now I'm coming to TV. I'm hosting the newest show on Fox 13 called Back to Basa. Check us out every weekend for the hottest topics, interviews, the latest trends, and uplifting stories. We're going to have so much fun, and teens, we got you too. Back to Basa, Saturday nights, 10.30 on Fox 13, and Sundays at 10 a.m. on Fox 13+. Plus. Big Tobacco thinks they know everything. They think they know you, your community. 
the places you go, and the way that you spend your time. They think they got you all figured out. Down to a formula. A calculation based off of numbers or what they think they know. Show them they're wrong. Learn more at theythinktheyknowyou.org. Hi, I'm Basa Gordon from Converge Media, Hits 106.1, and back to Basa on Fox 13. And I'm Buki Gates from Baseball Beyond Borders. And we are here at T-Mobile Park where on July 7th they will host the very first ever HBCU Swingman Classic. That's right, Basa. Ken Griffey Jr., the kid, has rounded up 50 of the very best ball players from HBCUs from all across the country from schools like Jackson State, Grambling, Southern, FAMU, North Carolina A&T, Alabama State, and many more. It's literally the all-star game before the all-star game, right? Exactly. And the fact that the very first HBCU Swingman Classic is happening right here in the Emerald City is a big deal. A big deal indeed. And it sounds like a whole lot of black college homecoming by. You already know what it is. Don't miss out on this historic opportunity to see the very best of the best black college baseball players right here at T-Mobile Park on July 7th. Tickets are on sale now at allstargame.com. See you there. Welcome back, everyone, to the takeover day two. Of course, you see that scene. We are still here at Pier 62 with Waterfront Park. And me and Big O are back on set. What up, Big O? What's happening? What a great episode so far. Yeah. You know, any anytime. This is my first time uh, hearing Dave Eskenazi talk and, and very knowledgeable. Anytime we get auntie on set, you know what I'm saying? Um you know, people who follow Converge, you know that it's like that's that's our partner. You yeah. know what I'm saying? The Black Heritage Society, Washington State, and that's and Stephanie Johnson Tolliver is one person to never get a, a note out of Converge. So I'll give some people <laughs> some insight here. If you ever want us to agree with something, hey, work work with you. You got to go get. You got to go talk to Stephanie first because she's the only person. Stephanie Johnson would call me and be like. Hey, oh, I was thinking, and before she finished the sentence, I'm like, yes. <laughs> just, tell, just tell me what it is. But we've had so many uh, great productions come out, all the way from the, the Craven family reunion, when we went up there to mm-hmm. Roslyn, Washington, to our, our Throwback uh, Thursday series and everything else yeah. that's on there. Uh, you know, the second, second season of Throwback Thursdays, and just a great partnership with the... Uh, um, with the Washington, what the Black Heritage Society of Washington State. Well, absolutely. And I just appreciate her voice. It always reminds me of NPR when she comes on. It's like very <laughs> that, soothing. That's because she's I confident. appreciate it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I love it. Ste- Stephanie just talking got that confidence. She got that yeah. that, that steady voice because she's confident because she knows what she's talking about. Yeah, you she's know what I'm definitely saying? knowledgeable. Yeah, 100%, man. <laughs> well, you know, Converge has been out on the scene. We were talking about capturing businesses down here by Pioneer Square and within by the by the stadium, but Converge been all over the place, and we got a, a, a amazing segment: black owned restaurant in the CD. Simply yeah. Soulful. Simply Soulful. Check We're it out. at Simply Soulful, new location, twenty third and Jackson in the historical Central District. Um, right on the corner where the Red Apple used to be. No, we're just trying to keep the legacy here. Still keeping the same uh, ingredients, cooking te- techniques and everything that we had on Madison and just serving it to you, same hot and fresh like here on Jackson as we did on Madison. Me and my mother were both inspired and wanted to open up some kind of food business. Started out selling my grandma's recipe, sweet potato pie at the farmer's market and as time just went on, timing just 
popped up and we ended up down in Madison in 2014. <laughs> So my grandma was born and raised in Mississippi, as well as my mother and father. So we're like first generation Washingtonians. Every week, pretty much, my grandma had her own boarding home. She cooked every day, had her own garden. As I got older and started maybe cooking and things like that, people experienced our food, you know, at work, where we would take leftovers from Thanksgiving, things like that. You know, a lot of people commented on how good it was and things like that. So that's why we took the sweet potato pie. That was one thing that we always cooked a lot of, right? So take that to work and getting feedback. In 2011, we actually started selling uh, that sweet potato pie at the farmer's market and we just went on from there. They have a black business right here on the corner of 23rd and Jackson. There's much gentrification that's happened in the city, you know, as many families that have been displaced. For us to be here along with every other black business on the corner, we got Queen Care, we got 23rd Avenue Brewery, Bouge, Catfish Corner, A for Apple, you know, daycare. You know, just to have that stamp of black coffees coming right there to the old Starbucks, right? So just to have that stamp on the neighborhood, like, you know, we're still here, you know, this is still our neighborhood and the support's been great. I've been able to um, cultivate a pretty good crew. We should treat our businesses like we treat every other business. We should believe that this is something that can prosper, that can go on. It's important to our kids, you know, to see us, to, to continue that um, black excellence into the future. You know, we want to be here to set an example of what resiliency can look like. You know what I mean? If we're here. We are still the same business as we were, you know, down in Madison. Actually, we still have the Madison location. We just use it as our commissary kitchen. Um, so my mom and those guys are still down there, you know, continuing to keep everything as much as possible the same as it was when we were down on Madison. You know, we want you to be able to come up here into our new space, enjoy it, the outdoor space, the indoor space, you know, we're still unapologetically black. Like you said, we keep our music list, you know, with the good old school R&Bs, funk, however we do it, you know, on Sunday. That was part of the design of this was for it to be a rotating art gallery for um, black artists. So like you said, our website says Myron Curry. Right now we actually have Rodney King, who is Kingpin, I believe is his tag name. Um, so every four months, Jasmine Scott, who's our art curator, she also owns Art Noir with her mother on 23rd and Union. Um, she's our art curator, so she comes in every four months and highlights different black artists. So that's another thing, come in see what we got to offer all the art is available for sale that's something we're working on the future as far as you know making this a really a hub for our community to come back and to be able to celebrate us still being here There we go, man. Uh, we, Simply Soko in the building. We're going to be eating, huh? Yeah, no. And the food is amazing. <laughs> I mean, Lillian, shout out to you, yeah. the entire crew. It's a beautiful space. Um, You know, took the boys there, a little Sunday dinner. It was great. Yeah. That's why Win Winfield and uh and, and, and Trey, Trey Zell, man, they gaining weight. They get they, big, big shout out. <laughs> they, they get all these shoots. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> who, who we need? Everybody kind of everybody healthy over here on the crew. That This guy. You, we we need to send you on some of these. Send Ray out there. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> you can you can gain a few. Uh, you know, before we get out of here, we also got some great photos that that Ike Everard took. Man, Ike, kind of, this is the second, third time going into the Space Needle, man. Wow. You know what I'm saying? Before we get to the photos, big shout out. I see Marie Cadet is over there. What's up, Marie? Hey, Marie. Y'all don't know. That's boss lady. <laughs> Big boss. <laughs> yeah. What 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 is what is they call it when they they call it a 
uh, soft power or struggle. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah, you know what I'm saying. That it's it's the powerful person that does what you want by by them just smiling at you. Yes, you know yes. what I'm saying, as opposed to whatever. That's that's Marie, but Marie Marie is smiling, be like, oh Mari, I just know that Converge is gonna come and they're gonna do this, this, and that, and it's gonna be whatever, right? <laughs> You're I'm like, like, yes, Marie. Yeah. <laughs> it don't even it. take no funny though. Like, hey, that's that. So big shout out, Marie Cadet, man. And you know what I'm saying? Us being here on the waterfront. This is a this is her vision right here, and it's yeah. playing out perfectly, man. And thank you for including us in your vision, Marie. And Absolutely. we're very happy to be here. All right, let's get to these photos right here. Ike Everard, this isn't his first time going to the top of the space needle. He's done it before, but today, man, King Felix was up there and raised the official flag. Uh, on top of the Space Needle. And there you see they got their signature wall, too. Uh, great photos with Ike Everard and Katie Griggs, president of Mariners, joined uh, Felix up there uh, on the top of the Space Needle. How was it? Ike, you've been up there a few times now. You ain't never scared, huh? Not scared. Look, he th threw a thumbs I up. never scared. Good. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, man, Shout and, out to you, Ike. Great work. Yeah, and what we <laughs> didn't do yesterday, we got to do, because we got a lot of crew out here today, is thank our crew. And, of course, our, our director, Ike Everard. One thing about Ike, Ike started off with us. And anybody who's listening out there, this is a great story with Ike Everard. The way that we met Ike is Ike was a student at Arizona State University, but here from Seattle. And he had made a short uh, podcast kind of documentary around the Seattle protests, right? And he had just went to our info email and sent it. And he was like, hey, you know, I made something here if you guys want to check it out or whatever. And so then I checked it out and I was like, well, you know, we can't just I said, I want to play some of this, you know, or, or make it available. But I said, we can't just do that. We, we need you to come on air. And so we, we brought him in. Remember that show? Yeah. We brought him in live down there. He was out there at Arizona State in the dorm or something. You know what I'm saying? And uh, we talked to him there. And then from there, he became an intern here at Converge. Uh, and then, man, now he's he's our our, our content specialist at in director and all kinds of stuff so big shout out ike everard big shout appreciate out, you ike. you know what i'm saying he lives in nashville now but he came back home to seattle just so he could sit right in that chair right now this week with us well yeah huge shout out to you ike for all the work you i don't even know so much behind the scenes is us contacting ike thank you ike for that <laughs> ike, ike. <laughs> making it happen yeah, shout out to the whole crew that's yeah, out here we got that. look carlos yeah, amani yeah look, we got Lavoy, we got ray we got dj topspin we got our guy francisco we got william back there we got the whole crew up here in the building yep and we also got mara cracking Yay! the whip <laughs> making sure it all goes right thanks mara uh, all right, we're going to get out of here with tomorrow, man. We got a real exciting show. We're joined by our guy, Buki Gates. You hear Buki's name a lot, man. Buki is the founder of Baseball Beyond Borders, and that's our partners on our mission to revive baseball in the inner city. So we're going to be joined by Buki Gates. Hey, and you know, Basa Gordon's going to be here. Basa's mm -hmm. going to be on the set. You guys know Basa's got her new show, Back to Basa, on Fox 13. Uh, airs at uh, 1030 p.m. on Saturday nights. So Basa be here. We got a big jam session going with uh, DJ Topspin tomorrow. Also, we've got 
uh, softball beyond borders. We've been talking about a lot of baseball here, but you know what I'm saying? We got to give these young women they shine. So tomorrow it's all about women and uh, and softball and women. You said the UW has a women's baseball team, too. That's correct. Right. And so, where you know what I'm saying? Tomorrow is all about the uplift of the women. Well, it's exciting. I got to spend some time with Angie uh, and she was phenomenal telling me all about baseball. So I'm telling you, there's a Hello. lot going on. She started the UW uh, softball program. So. She's a legend. There it is. All right. We'll get out of here. Any last words for you, Trey Holiday? You know what, everyone? Make it a great day. We are doing our part here. But, of course, you can be inspired to do your part and find your way to see yourself as a part of the solution, as our entire crew has and everyone who has made this possible has. All right. Good stuff. Well, we're on our way out of here for today. But, as usual, one of, I want to tell you, <laughs> go forward in your purpose Go forward in your humanity. And until tomorrow at 11 a.m., peace. Converge Media produces culturally relevant content for black and urban audiences. Our coverage is raw, transparent, and objective, praised by community leaders, government officials, and residents. Support Converge Media today via Venmo, Cash App, or PayPal at Converge Media.